Hello and welcome back to Black or Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Titans. I think I sound a little bit better. This is the best I have sounded in probably a few days now. Still fighting this gosh damn freaking chest cold that I got almost 10 days ago. It's driving me insane, but I think we're finally starting to get to the tail end of it. But by no means is it gone, so if you hear anything that's why <laughs> if I still have a little bit more especially when I laugh that's when it really comes out so my apologies that's not what we're here to discuss though we're here to discuss Titan season 4 episode 2 entitled Mother Mayhem written by Brian Edward Heal directed by Nick Copas I thought this was solid I gave it a 9 out of 10 I think that they are doling out the mystery pretty well. I'm not the the expert on the Church of Blood, but the ending sounded, it felt familiar because I think I glanced over that story arc a few, I think it's season one is when they were really talking about the Church of Blood. So I think they actually are going to start weaving season one story arc that we got so very distracted on for the past two seasons and finally bringing it back to Trigon and what that whole situation was about why Corey was here in the first place why Rachel got you know attacked in the first place so on and so forth so I think they are going back to that particular arc they are definitely giving everyone a little bit of something to do which is very appreciative and the team is the team they're together they're reaffirming their relationship with each other they're supporting each other that's something i've been wanting to see consistently for the past few seasons and not everyone's splitting up so i'm glad that they address that particular criticism before we do drop into the recap wherever you listen to this podcast podbean stitcher itunes apple go down to the rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com. We begin with a family being attacked by the bone mass creature in their home after blood covers the exterior. Why do they freeze the men before killing the women? That was my question. And I got an answer to it somewhat, but I still feel like there's something to be discovered by interviewing these men emma ho that is the name of the actress that plays aria and i know her because she was in the expanse she was kara and as soon as i saw her face i was like who's that who's that who's that (laughs) drove me nuts i had to go find her connor is getting the villain treatment after being read his rights he's taken into custody and kept under kryptonite a kryptonite light rude worse lex's words are getting to him and considering lex tried to kill him at one point how is it that anyone could care or even be interested in him getting got i understand that the villain is the villain but why would you automatically go to the automatically go to the 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 hero who's not had a criminal record wouldn't you just hold him but i suppose because he's a super you wouldn't i don't know but they're saying a whole bunch of shit some 
did say, yeah, I'm glad that motherfucker's gone. Others like, he's a monster. It's a thing. Uh, it is known that he is evil as far as Lex, LexCore, Lex Luthor, his reputation is one of, I do bad things, so why wouldn't you start there? Corey has to keep Dick's temper in check when they go visit him, especially when that bitch had the audacity to call Connor it. Y'all gon' make me lose my mind Up in here, up in here Y'all gon' make me go all out Up in here, up in here Y'all gon' make me act a fool Up in here, up in here huh? Once they leave the facility He tells Corey I am of the mind to tell Colin to simply bust his ass out of there And let's go to San Francisco But she tells him to calm down He's doing what he needs to do I'll keep our boy under good moral support but you need to find out who killed Lex. He shows her that Lex was watching both her and Connor, but mostly her, and that's why he is especially pissed off. Relax, don't you when you wanna go to Relax, don't you when you wanna come. Relax. No, but seriously, he has an address that she can check out, and he will try to find more information. I will say who wishes they were stalking who who wishes they were the stalker of someone like you've been taking photos of me decoration I wish uh okay all right I mean you could just see me <laughs> you know it's uh much better in person so Corey goes to check out the address guard trains Tim in the forest but a female voice taunts gar until he hulks out then passes out Corey finds nelson looking for information at the address she was given and she is not in the mood to hear any quibbling she's like look i want to know what's going on and i want you to tell me well my name is nelson i didn't ask you your name sir i really enjoyed seeing Corey in action because she is so sweet and kind but when she's about her business she's about her business she's ready to fuck that man up she had no empathy for him i don't know who you are i don't care if people are coming after you tell me what i need to know about me and he tells her lex got into the occult searching for cures not just for his condition but to death itself until the grim reaper shows up for him i'm that's nothing i could do for you sir she looked only mildly curious at him when he was dying then the snake came out then she killed it and she was like gross dick tells rachel or takes rachel to alexander's i love that they call him alexander where she is able to pick up on the traces of magic left behind which leads her to where they have been uh which is the scene of the opening crime Tim finds an unconscious Gar, but he ignores his issues and what's going on with him so that he can reconvene with the team. With every sad face man always taking care of an elderly or sickly mother, there seems to be a villain arc. And this is the case of Sebastian, who also has a fictional girlfriend or one who's not been around for quite some time named Julie. 
The Titans show up at the house Rachel saw in her visions with Tim bamboozled that Rachel gets visions. Like, nobody told me she got visions. What are these visions about? Appreciate showing Tim being freaked out by death. You know, everyone else is, you know, a little bit more jaded now. But he's like, oh shit, that's that's horrible. And then he's like, uh, yeah, the, 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 the uh, people comfortable with death have it good now, so... I like that Tim and Gar are still kept relatively, relatively, um, away from that type of, uh, scenery. Rachel goes into Arya's nightmare when they find her upstairs unconscious. Damn, she went from one waking nightmare to a real one in her head with the bone face man who's over there practicing his Freddy Krueger lines. Oh, bitch. I was reminded of Rick and Morty, Scary Terry. I don't know why. It just had the same, same sound to it. Rachel is never scared now. She is not afraid to go to the darkness. She fights her enemies. And she's like, let me see your fucking face. Even though Arya is screaming and afraid. Defeated, she leaves with the girl, but tells Dick that he is near the sounds Arya made is the sound of dying animals. Sure. Dick is asking a question or is asked a question and feels like he's rebooting every time. And I know it's the editing because it happened several times. And I'm not sure what was the choice there. Was it to spread out the episode time? I've noticed it quite a bit in other shows as well. At least I've noticed it in Lord of the Rings. Uh, rings of power that series where they would just focus on a character for about five seconds longer than need be maybe that's supposed to be impactful but it feels odd especially when it in rationally that person would have moved on by now there's someone asking you what's going on and you just look at them like i cannot compute i prefer the world where lex Luthor and i weren't a thing is what Corey says to connor when she goes back and visits him wondering why the man was following her and since he knows him and how his mind works he decides to analyze his actions he surmises with him dying and investing so heavily into Corey, he must think she is instrumental to his success he wonders if it wasn't his secret but him trying to find, figure out hers that she stumbled across. And her best bet is to figure out what her part is in all of this. He is also feeling very much a pariah no matter if he's exonerated or not. Because I can't change who I am. I can hear what people are saying about me. I have two fathers, one creator, and a shitload of problems. But Corey tells him, look, you're not him. That was repeated at least 14 times this episode. And that it doesn't matter because you do not owe them a fucking thing. And I really could have shipped this though. For real, for real. I could have shipped this all away. Y'all know I have a soft spot for Connor, even though I love Connor and Commander. But... I am still open to Connor or not Connor to Corey and Dick. I'm not shipping it 
in the way i think a lot of other people in the fandom are shipping it and that's cool if you are because hey that means that it's getting the love and attention that it deserves but i think i just i'm the same with mimi i think we just kind of cooled off after a bit because it just didn't seem as if it was uh something the show was giving a lot of attention to and while they're giving it attention now it's still like on dick's side i need so much more when it's time to leave she says uh if you don't want me to go they'll have to fight me and you know how that's gonna go down connor's like we better play by the rules sebastian really had a meeting and it bombs i thought he was lying to his mama that he said he had a a meeting he creates a video game that fosters community why do you hang out in a um in the store that you hang out in a taxidermy shop is what i want to know but well and i will say the rejection they gave him wasn't even cruel and that's what i usually see in these scenarios oh you're pushed to the edge but they're just like uh you know great presentation i appreciate your passion i could tell this means a lot to you you know they make a little comment when he leaves the room he's gonna go change the world but for the most part you know they're business they listen to your proposition they didn't even stop you when you were starting to look like a psychopath and they really were trying to do the best they could softly can to, to let you down he then sees them covered in blood before acting like he should be escorted out by security titans show up at the slaughterhouse knowing their enemy is close by the knives in the bowl didn't give it away <laughs> Corey definitely had some pretty funny lines in this one they are collecting blood from the men they have captured and i'm not sure why rachel has touched the darkness and means to make it its bitch because she goes to find the bone mass man even taunts him until he comes out and attacks her she's able to remove his mask which causes him to incinerate midair she said get fucked but then tells dick that he did that to himself interesting rachel doesn't believe or not rachel dick does he's like it's over now doesn't matter that does not say you believe me sir you know you got bodies on you then feels a presence that dissipates with her last thoughts are the cops should burn this place to the fucking ground when they're done with it sebastian comes back to the home and finds his mom well she has passed his last supporter is gone the creepy occult woman whose mother mayhem i believe is the nurse enjoying his rage aria still has a parent dick gives her the i lost my parents pep talk recovery speech and a jacket and some candy we hear on the news that connor was exonerated and somehow allowed back into the crime scene (laughs) um arthur homewood lexus physician was the bone mass killer connor is disillusioned with what lex did even though this is the least of his crimes he's like i'm definitely done though for for with trying to get to know dad number two as everyone keeps saying i'm not him 
so they're driving back out of town for like the fifth time now of metropolis kids are in the back playing uno he was so happy when he threw down that seven he's like it's just a seven uh cory and 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 dick talk where she's like that's really fucked up what happened you know evil jason and other people that was one thing but this is the occult this is magic he's like look uh it's gonna be fine we're gonna no more stops till san francisco and then when you stop caring about that that's when you have a problem and she says is that when you start dressing up like a bat but alas it's not that easy they can't leave town because mother mayhem has a plan to take something from one of them and that person is raven as she engages them in a fight they suit up they call each other by their their um by their code names and i like that in the field even though i'm pretty sure everyone knows who they are still it's just you know a thing i never was that bothered by that but uh, unless there was a crowd of people then yeah that's pretty but whatever they start the fight and connor gets taken out very quickly rachel gets her her soul self taken away but i don't think they're gonna even go into that till next episode i have not watched next episode but i know what that's all about so well spoilers it, it already came out shit um <laughs> i just know that one little part that's how i knew anything is about when that jewel is taken from the her head i know what that's about so uh dick gets his ass kicked he was trying though beast boy doesn't get to do much he and he and uh tem go to assist rachel but Corey is able to to beat back the bitch using her power however she doesn't even recall what she did and thus i'm pretty sure that's why lex luther was so interested on her because she's the only person that could probably defeat any of this that is happening and uh in the end we see the cult chanting happy you see the the purple in the staff and sebastian cup filling filling with blood i'm sure they're about to go recruit him because he is about to be who he's about to be so i like the way it's going i like the way they are utilizing everyone and i can't wait to see the next episode we do have feedback so let's hop into the mailbag Hey Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my thoughts for this season four premiere and second episode of Titans. I'm excited to delve into this season and from the looks of the first two episodes is definitely a change from last season, a welcome change, I might add. Um, it appears as if we're gonna be more team focused this season and really um delve into the characters and it looks like the villains are going to be more up the alley of um um, raven 
Starfire, Superboy, since it's a lot more supernatural-based, horror-based. Not the biggest fan, as y'all know, of the horror side of things. And, um, yeah, so that's going to be... It's going to be something I'm going to have to contend with if this continues on throughout the season, which it appears it might. Like, these are the big bads of the season. Um, so, a lot of blood, a lot of gross stuff that to be seen, as Starfire or Corey said in that one scene. Gross when the, the snake came out of the, the mouth. Um, so, yeah, um, it's going to take some, you know, preparing myself and... But luckily, one episode, I enjoy the characters enough to bear with it. Um, I was, I will start off by saying, you know, I will, I, I was kind of thinking that we would get a lot more of Lex uh, because I really was fascinated with the dynamic between him and Superboy. I mean, I know that we all know that Superman's a hero and Superboy wants to be that and he's not particularly a fan of his other side um but i still feel like that's a very fascinating dynamic um that um fortunately we didn't get to explore as much what i did see i really enjoyed but just that you know just you know because lex is more of a you know he plays with your mind more of a psychological war games type of villain um versus superman um and so and we know that's a part of um superboy so and and we see even in episode two that what lex said the little interaction he did have with lex still was you know playing with his mind when he comes to you know talking about the one mistake it all it takes is one mistake and then just realizing that your blood your dna is in you in him that that's enough that's all it takes for people to question whenever you, you things aren't on the up and up and so we see connor struggling with that um in the when he was in jail and talking to dick and Corey about it so i feel like that's going to be his arc this season is that um that dynamic or that conflict within him that um this probably this villain is probably going to bring out because yeah of what she can do and I know that um, Superman is susceptible to magic, um, magic-based villains, that he's vulnerable to those types of villains. So it's going to be very interesting. Um, I'm very curious about Gar. I love that he got his new suit and um, that scene in Star Labs. I really enjoyed that for him. I'm very curious about the vision that he had and what that all means. Um, I enjoy Star Labs. Uh, it's just, you know, seeing that little bit of it, the potential of Star Labs. I know that the Flash can't be that, you know, budget reasons, among other things, because it's such a mainstay set that they can't go that extravagant, have a bunch of, you know, uh, employees and stuff like that for budget reasons. But it's still nice to see um, what Star Labs, I mean, it's a working facility versus the flash where it just seems like it's a base camp for um barry and his small team so i enjoy i like seeing that um because yeah it may be in the future that we won't see on the flash that's what star labs will go back to because it was actually it was like that in the first season before the particle accelerator exploded and then it became a condemned building and so they just never built back up to that so and again like i said 
I understand. I mean, they only use it for this one um, for a brief period of time, but I like seeing that. Um, back to the Lex thing, I loved, loved the, the scene where he was eating and Starfire came in there and kicked everybody's ass. That was such a badass scene. Uh, it was just so funny to me. I was like, and it's so Lex. I mean, that's just, you know, that the perfect, that perfectly illustrates, you know, he was not surprised whatsoever. He was already a few steps ahead. He already knew Dick was in the other building and he, he already orchestrated this whole thing because he plays chess. He's a chess player. Um, so it it just it always fascinates me. He was not surprised whatsoever that she was there, but I still loved it. I love that scene. I love seeing Raven's powers um, and in her maturity and how she utilizes her powers. It seemed like she has a lot more um, control over them and able to um, really, she's coming to her own when it comes to her powers. So I'm very excited to see how she does this season um yes yeah, so she has grown up quite a bit and i'm loving that um i think i mentioned i'm loving the team aspect that they seem to be going back to them being the focus and um everything is about them how this is affecting them we don't have any outside characters coming in to take the focus away so at least in these two episodes i'm hoping they stay the course with that because i really think we need to really hone in on who they are as a team and who they are as individuals on this team um i'm excited to see starfire's powers because man oh man they talk about she only used eight percent of her powers and she broke that thing that rock that's supposed to be impenetrable hell yeah i mean give me more of that and i feel like it's going to be needed um for this and they said that for a reason um because of um this villain the whatever her supernatural villain is and the guy um and how i don't know anything as y'all know about the comics or what these villains are supposed to be about so i'm just going to be learning as i go um what this is gonna how this is gonna play out um but uh, it's very fascinating the guy, um, you know, it's always funny, the nerd guy that turns bad. Um, that's such a, a, a cliche type of villain. But I thought it was funny how the one day he's there with his mom's fully furnished room. And the next day he comes back and mom passed away and the room is cleared out. I'm like, damn, is that how y'all do business? I mean, y'all don't try to call him to let him know he just shows up. Like, he had to have passed people on the way into the room. Like, nobody's going to tell him that his mother's no longer there. That's crazy. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Tim a teenager? I'm like, wasn't it? Because he was living with his parents last season. And they were talking, and even in this one, they were talking about how his dad is checking up on him. I mean, I'm talking like 17, 18. Like, he's, I mean... I'm assuming he's at least an adult because why would he be with them if he was a minor? But he's like 18, right? Like really young. And so that, what's that dude's name? Sebastian, the one at Star Labs that flirting with him? Like, uh, dude, you're, you're, you should be way too old to be flirting with a teenager. But I don't know. I don't know how old Tim is supposed to be. I just feel like it's, uh, he's way too young. But anyway, 
But it cracked me up when he was like, the Robin suit. And then it's like, no, you're just getting this. Like, you've been a Titan for five minutes, dude. <laughs> I mean, I can't not say, uh, leave without saying. I did like the flirting between Dick and Corey. So hopefully we're going somewhere with that this season, finally. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm just hoping this is the season of all the characters coming into their own, them gelling more as a team, then focusing more on them. And yeah, these villains seem like they're going to be uh, something to be reckoned with. Uh, I know, I think I said it, Superman uh, vulnerability is magic, magic-based villains. So this is going to be quite the challenge. Um, but with, like I said, 8% of Starfire's powers being utilized, It'll be exciting to, I think she's going to be the key to this, um, along with Raven, since it's supernatural based, um, the villains of this season, and that's her thing. But I've, I'm almost at my limit, so until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. So, um... Regarding Star Labs, that would be nice if they would ever allude to people working there in the last season. <laughs> I doubt it. But that was always something where it's like, you know, this is a place where you can rent out storage. I mean, rent out this, this empty space, Barry. Uh, give us a reason to believe that you're not just using blood money. Uh, la uh, next, the only thought I had is they did try to call Sebastian. At least Mother Mayhem said so, but she was the nurse in the room. And I know for facts that's exactly what they do. They call you when someone passes away. They just don't leave the dead body sitting there. One, it's a health hazard. Two, uh, even when I've worked in the hospitals, you know, that's how they do it. It's, it's, it's simply a matter of the body needs to be moved to the appropriate place. Um, are you a blood donor or are you a donor? Are you not a donor? Uh that comes into play a lot of things come into play they usually will not leave uh someone who's passed away their body in the room for a great period of time like i don't know how long he was gone but i do know that that's not not standard practice i don't know maybe it's different in other states but yeah moving the stuff out of the room not only that and it's sad to say but a lot of people be waiting for those rooms um so <laughs> I didn't even think anything of it. But since you made a comment about it, I was like, oh, that that's that's pretty standard uh, as far as that being concerned. Even when my aunt passed away, um, they called them by the time that they came to the nursing home that she was in. They were already moving her stuff out. Uh, it's just because they also do need to sanitize the room. <laughs> they need to, to do their part uh, to make sure the other other patients are safe and uh, it's just it is one of those things but i did i did hear the line where she said we tried to call you because they did uh now she could have been lying but and i know you said she passed people but that's i also i don't know maybe mimi can speak to this a lot more i've had where she, nobody knows everything going on i mean mm, it's unfortunate uh from my experience working out unfortunate because i i on the other hand on a emotional level i get it but i also get it on the practical side of things and lastly yes tim is a teenager but that don't mean 
what are you being ages for why are you being ages i was fucking 19 dating a 32 year old <laughs> are you gonna assume you can't assume that the older person is taking advantage of that situation i'm an adult i know what the fucking i want and what i don't want and tim likes it and, and hey I, I think that you should like who you want you shouldn't look at them because i i all i think that is a just my personal opinion i think that that's um something we all tend to do like oh look at that young little girl with that old man and i think that's just part of nature i think it's 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 uh whether you accept it or you like it or don't like it whatever the case may be i think once you're an adult you know that's that's your choice who you choose a lot of people choose to be with uh older people for certain reasons other than oh that older person's taking advantage of me there's also the idea that the younger person's taking advantage of the older person because that means that they typically they go after someone who's more established uh particularly in the gay community a lot more so too but i i ain't mad at it i'm not that didn't even cross my mind at that they were two different huge age gaps they're adults as far as i'm concerned <laughs> and adults are gonna i thought it was cute maybe because i just thought it was cute and i'm defending it but mm, teach their own teach their own you want him to have someone younger that's fine <laughs> But I didn't think Sebastian was that old. Maybe I I thought he was in like 23, 24. <laughs> Maybe you think he was much older in his 30s or something. But I'm, I suck at ages too. Because wasn't there another show and I thought they were way younger. And they were like way older. Anywho, that's all I have to say. That's all my thoughts that I had lingering. If you want to send feedback on her, oh, the other thing. It sounds like you're into the, the dick and Corey. I think you were more into that relationship than i ever was going past a certain point i'm not sure when mimi was but i did want to say um as far as oh crap i feel like i just lost my train of thought because there was something i wanted to say last oh yeah maybe this board directed at mimi because i feel like last season um i think she said that like i don't know if you thought the whole entire thing was trash i am not of the opinion that last season was completely trash I don't have I have some of the thing some of the same complaints that I would like for them to focus on but mainly it's just keeping the story tight um if they need to split up I'm okay with them splitting up if if it makes sense it makes sense I think that they all know who they are it's just I think we've seen too much of them coming together for me to be like oh they, they need to figure I don't even want that I just want the story to be consistently done through the entire thing that's my, my personal expectations and for them to um show more scenes of them being a family and I think that's the part that I wanted that I got most of not so much of oh we need to define who we are I, I think they know who they are that we've been enough i don't want to i don't want to hear superboy talk about well i don't know like his his natural push and pull that felt natural you don't know how to control your power still i don't want to see any of that shit like even with the Corey thing i'm glad they're just redefining it as i had one power this is my true source of power but i don't know where this source came from that's interesting versus Corey running around still being like they put a little twist on it where it's like yeah we could see how far you're leveling up now Ooh, what is your power i guess that made sense and didn't make sense at the same time but i don't want to see a retread this is what i'm 
I'm stating. I want to retry at anyone trying to figure their asses out. I've got enough of that. I want us to move forward as a cohesive team and just being a team. I I don't need to. Nobody needs to go on no kumbaya stories. I I don't. I don't want to see it personally for me. But I, I I didn't have as many issues with last season. I just think the second half unfortunately dropped a lot of the balls on the practicality and we had too much of that that um villain guy but i for the most part i didn't i didn't mind last season as much but that's my my two cents so if you want some feedback blackercouch at gmail.com you can leave a comment below my social media will be there as well until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic